The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. From the heart of Broadway and historic downtown Cape Girardeau, this is Pro Wrestling Unscripted. August 31st, uh, 2022, <laughs> right here on the Podzilla 1985 Network. Uh, this is DJ Bad Kermit. Uh, Get us soon. This is Shannon Young. I'm here with you tonight with my... <laughs> fuck this all up already. I don't care. We're on a timer. <laughs> with uh, Double H here with us tonight. Yeah, now we're going to that interview. All right, now I'm here with Mr. 100, Shannon Young. Shannon, are you ready to do the show? Yep. And tonight I'm going full force. <laughs> we got two exciting, very exciting oh, things God. happening right now. We've got uh, I'm going to order pizza, and tonight is yes. the return of a fan favorite. Whenever we do a 30 oh, minute show, no, 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 it's, no. It's no. The shot clock. All right, we got to get through this fast. <laughs> There's number one. That's a terrible idea. Oh baby. All right, so a lot of things to talk about in wrestling this week. Um, we we like to start off every week. Yes. Pissing all over what Ace and Dalton do because they bring... The <laughs> Before power, they do it. They bring the power of positivity to every right. wrestling show over there on Nerdiest Part of the Ring. Hunter, we do the the opposite of that. Right. We bring the power of negativity. It's a shirt. We're workshopping it. It's a, it's going to be a thing. It's, We're going to make it a thing. It's a vibe. I yes. Guess, I think that's what the kids the say. mood. It's a mood. So yeah. my It's thing, giving negativity. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> My thing this week is uh, Vince Russo. Oh, that's funny. Mine's kind of related to that. I'll tell you really? why shortly. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's not going to be the same thing, but. I don't know if you saw this, but Vince Russo basically came out this week and said that he has been working. He has been consulting with the USA Network about the WWE since uh, for the past like two years, three years. And yeah. he, he released this on his own podcast via Sports Kita, which Sports Kita, as you know, it's like they check mm-hmm. and recheck the facts. Yeah, it's an absolute rag. It's it, a, is, what? it is the Daily Mail of professional wrestling. <laughs> uh, I'm reading this. Yep. I'm reading this. Here's what he says. He says, uh, I've been keeping a little secret for the last two years. I want to come clean. Well, bro, I'm going to break the news to you on this show. He's going to break the news on his own show. I have not said yeah. this publicly before from March pre-Mania, bro. Break your own news. Right before Mania 2020 up until this past Mania 2022. So basically, bro, for two years I was consulting for the USA Network. For two years, bro, the USA Network paid me very, very well. You often hear the joke about Vince Russo mm-hmm. saying bro all the time. It's not a joke. It's he even not types a, it. He even yeah, types it a lot. Not an yeah. exaggeration. So he basically is saying that he is the one that was working directly with USA on the WWE uh, network on, on for raw. And right. to that, I say bullshit. Yeah. Not a chance. I, no, he's not. No one would touch Vince oh. Russo with a 10 foot clown pole. And they, they wouldn't touch it with lamp storms. I have gigantic to name real quick. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have to imagine that somebody somewhere from the USA network was interviewed for this. And I wish that it would be in there. The follow-up would just be, we spoke with an executive at the USA network, which, uh, or who when asked for comment responded, who, 
Why are you here? <laughs> it's that J.K. Simmons gif from Spider-Man where he just starts laughing, you know? Yes. Yeah. So it, it's, oh. The ridiculousness oh. of Vince Russo is probably what I hate most this week. Other than the dude that threw vodka in Trent Daniels' face at the CCW show. That was also pretty oh. shitty. But yeah, that Vince Russo, you're great. a mother... You're a, oh my god, what a fucking liar. What a he's, a, of, he's the motherfucker of the week. What a fucking hack, too. Like, everyone always credits Vince Russo for, like, the best WWE eras. I'm, 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 again, no. we've talked about it before. The things that were great about the Attitude Era probably had nothing to do with Vince Russo. He was the schlock no. fucking shock writer. He was just god-awful. He took his corny little act to WCW and got the whole business shut down over there. It's, it's terrible. He's terrible. He's awful. He He's a born-again Vince, Christian, sort of. Vince. I don't know. Vince Russo, much like Eric Bischoff, had like one or two good ideas, and he will ride the coattails of those ideas directly into hell. I, like that's, that's for me, where the, it's going. For me, at least Eric Bischoff can admit that he was wrong in a lot of aspects. He talks over the, the difference between them. Yeah. Yes. Vince Russo yep. is perfect in every single way, though. Hunter, what yes. is he has never made a mistake. What's your Vince Russo of the week? Um, it is it is the the current Man, I feel like I'm kind of saying the same thing every week, but it is the current climate at AEW. It is AEW has been real bothersome to me lately. So I just found out uh, a couple minutes ago. We've told this before. We record the show on Wednesday night. So Dynamite is actively happening as we're doing the show. So we just found out in the main event. This is really exciting, Shannon. We just found out the main event for AEW All Out. John Moxley, CM Punk rematch for the AEW Championship. Do you know when that show is taking place? Four fucking days yeah from now oh. we just found out the main event for the show now you could have easily speculated that it was going to be that rematch or that it was going to be a triple threat with the two of them and hangman page or that it was going to be some variation of that there were too many variables in the air for a show that is happening six days or uh, four sorry four it's worse four days from now that's some WCW shit. That's, that's some, d- that's some let's you with the last shit. second. Oh, I'm getting there. Hang, hang on to it. I'll feed you, baby bird. Ooh, uh, we're baby. also, we're also seeing this fucking climate and culture of, you know, fortunately, again, things seem to be working out. Sammy Guevara and Eddie Kingston put their their problems aside, their backstage yeah. issues over promos or promos and such. We haven't heard much uh, about this this punk. And and hangman things since then, but apparently it's worked out enough that they can you know be in the same space. But like this this culture of shit not working properly, and this kind of let's swerve you with the last minute like m- recent WWE. That's Vince McMahon shit. That's okay. You've got it figured out. Well, you, since you think you have it figured out, we're going to change it, whether it makes sense to do it or not. All of this boils down to me anyway, and I, I could be wrong. I'm totally speculating. Tony Khan is an arrogant prick. Yes. He has very much convinced himself that he can do no wrong because he did have among super hardcore, what we would have called smarks back in the day fans. He had the number one wrestling television show for a couple of years there. Like AEW has been on top for those people for some time, mm-hmm. but they are still the number two company. If they're even number two, the needle uh, hasn't in moved. GBW, you know, yeah. yeah, the needle hasn't moved. They're still there. They're now going up against the WWE that's booked by Triple H. And don't get me wrong, Triple H is not the Messiah. It's not he can do no wrong. Um, but it's happening a lot. The, the good that we anticipated is happening a lot faster than people expected, I think. Yeah. Because even when it first happened, when Vince McMahon was ousted, when Triple H was put in charge, all the, the sheets, all the people were saying, hey, 
give this some time. I wouldn't right. expect major changes within, you know, the next four to six months. The changes are happening now. In four to six weeks, Triple H has brought his people back. He has reinvigorated titles and feuds. He's even doing such minor stuff as uh, minor, quote unquote, but things that we'll talk about, I'm sure, in a little bit, like giving people their first names back. Oh, that's We've got fantastic. Austin Theory. Yeah. We've got Matt, Matt Riddle, Riddle again. Is back. Minor changes that are back to just the way things should have been in the first place. Triple H is going to be a force to be reckoned with with a company as big as WWE. And Tony Khan's answer to that seems to be, uh-huh. let's, let's just I, keep doing what we're so, doing. Like, I, all right, so let's talk, uh, let's talk about the punk thing again. We talked about it last week, but, uh, you know, now that we've had a week away from that match to where all the dust is going to settle and we were thinking, okay, well, where are they taking this? What's the what's a, the rub here, man? What's the just, just to clarify, a sub-three-minute match with John Moxley after Punk hasn't been in the ring in months right. and they play up the foot injury angle, which, for the record, his foot is not actually injured. Right. It is officially an angle at this point. To which, not anymore, anyway. And, and and we thought, okay, well, what's going to be the thing? Some people thought maybe Hangman Page was going to be added to the match. You know, sure. maybe, maybe they're doing something. Right. But no, the match is just... Moxley versus Pumpkin. Why? All over. What was the point of having Moxley win? What was the point? Huh. I don't understand. You took, I, I listened to Jim Cornette earlier today talking about it. And he said the only two ways that this worked was one, Punk was legitimately injured and they, um, you know, they had to take him off uh, and they, they did this because they had to write him out somehow. Or two is that they knew this was a fuck up and that they had to get Punk out of there so that way they can have a heel come in take it from moxley and then let punk come back in a month or two when he's quote-unquote healed and win the oh. title because they fucked this all to hell well it looks like it's neither of those things it's just punk versus moxley again so why it's just a swerve why waste the match on on free television and oh. and then also fuck over everybody that tuned in to watch it like that My is assumption- what a baffling choice yeah, and my assumption is the answer is going to be what we used to get as the classic WWE answer. Oh, anything can happen in AEW. You never know on any given night what might happen. That's not what I'm getting from this, though. It's no. not the shock value of, oh, Moxley was able to pull this off in under three minutes. It's the This is the company who has rankings for their guys, who keeps track of wins and losses, yeah. and the way they handle themselves against other opponents if I'm meant to follow one, I'm going to have to follow the other, which means I'm going to look at that and go, then why does Punk get another title match? Yeah. Why is he still, it made sense for him to get a title match when he was still the champion. If you're going to use that whole interim booking thing, the interim title deal, he lost. Yeah. He lost the title. And AEW is not the company for, you know, automatic rematches. Even WWE and, more or less let that go. So what's happening why is he up there and it's if the rematch took place two months from now three months from now i could see it more because again you're playing off that okay punk was hurt but a week yeah. later a week and a half later why what what sense does it make this is just a, a slap yeah. in the face if you talk about you want to talk about anything can happen a better example of that i would say and this also you know to be fair actually has wrestling fans kind of up in arms and i'm surprised at this that they they've already they're not turning on triple h but there's a little bit of why on raw we saw the team of raquel rodriguez and Aaliyah beat EO Sky and Dakota Kai who were a shoe in to win the women's championship and we yeah. got swerved and instead it was Raquel and Aaliyah and apparently some some parts of the internet are upset about this because they wanted Sky and Kai to win but sure. I think this was a brilliant move because it really does send the Absolutely. message that anything can happen um and Not it was, to mention, it, it was makes smart. those two 
major stars. I know that I, yeah. I had seen a headline. I didn't get into the story somewhere of them saying, you know, the speculation was they're trying to make Raquel Gonzalez a, a top star. They're trying to show that she can hang. It shows that Aaliyah can hang, too. Aaliyah's been there for a very long time. I don't know if you remember, there was a great documentary called WWE Breaking Ground that used to air on the old uh, WWE Network before it moved to Peacock. Aaliyah, at the time, was going by her real name, Noof. She was in uh, NXT. She had been there for quite some time at that time. It was only, what, around this time last year, I think, she got called up to SmackDown, and they've done almost nothing with her. So have somebody else you know, get elevated by one of those titles alongside her. Eventually they're going to turn on each other. We all see that coming a mile away, but elevate those two who don't need the titles to get that elevation. Dakota Kai and, and EO sky teamed up with Bailey, both on their own. First of all, just by their own names are, are elevated enough. You're got them. You've got them teamed up with Bailey. Um, they didn't win one match for the titles. Who cares? Now they can come after those titles. Like yeah. that's well, we, we it's going to be fine. <laughs> we know it's, it's leading to Sasha and Naomi in one way or another, Absolutely. which is sure. great, which is great. Um, I, I'm interested in the story. I, sure. I, I think it's a good story. And I like Aaliyah and Raquel. I think I said Raquel Rodriguez. And I was that's like, her, her NXT name. Yeah. That was what she it's was. In Gonzalez NXT. now. Right. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And that's one I don't see them necessarily changing, if only just because no. you know, at least she's still got a first and last name. I right. mean, it's it's not it's not going to be as a big a deal as calling yeah. a guy Riddle or Theory. Theory, the AEW. Like I have never been a huge fan of AEW. I like the concept. I like that it's another place that people can go. I like that a sure. lot of a lot of my friends are working over there, or at least they're working at matches. Damone Salavino was on AEW uh, yeah. two weeks ago, and Damone, you remember, was was a CCW guy. A good oh, dude. absolutely. I remember introducing Damone the first yes. time. We're not introducing, but being introduced to and running away from Damone the scary, first time that I saw it. Scary man. Terrifying. Um, I'll never forget. Jason Vaughn looking at me going, who is that? And me being the brontosaurus from The Simpsons going, huh? Oh, and no. just leaving. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll never forget Damone. Um, I'm, I'm still a fan of the crowd. I haven't done anything with the show. I think you may have still been GM at the time. Um, but I'm Almost I'm, definitely, because the first few shows he was at, that's that was what I was doing. I was hanging out after the show with Brandon Barbwire and Brandon let me hold the title. Again, this is before we did anything with CCW. We were just fans in the front row. And yeah. I'm, I'm sitting there holding the title and Damone walks up and he sees me holding the title. And he looks at Brandon and goes, you let this person hold the title. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if he's fucking oh, with me yeah, or if good. he's, you know, uh, but yeah, so AEW is a great concept, and I love that it's another option, but like the actual storylines in AEW, there have been one or two that I really liked. I love the return of Punk. I like the Blackpool yeah. Combat Club, but for the yeah. most part, AEW just does not do it for me, and shit like it this really doesn't do it for me. It seems, and I, I, I'm almost positive I said this last week too, but I think it's important to, to note, it seems directionless. Yes. Things are Random. just kind of yeah. happening right now. And again, if you look, I actually, I sent it to the text because I looked it up out of curiosity. If you look at their current power rankings, this was as of today, CM Punk is listed as the number one contender. You got Moxley as the champion, Wardlow as the TNT champion, and Pac as the All-Atlantic champion. You remember that title they introduced last month and haven't done a damn thing with since, yeah, right? I remember Pac. Yeah, yeah, and you've got CM Punk as the number one contender. For what reason? He lost his championship match. I'm not saying he has to go to the back of the line, but why is he listed above Hangman Page? Is it based on wins and losses? And if it's a percentage-based thing, Punk hasn't wrestled in months. How does that? How is that fair? How does that count for anything? I, I really wish they would drop this, and I don't think it's a pretense, because maybe they really do have a ranking system, but like, 
the ranking system is just ridiculous. It makes no it sense. It work for professional wrestling. It, it looks good. It looks fun. Like, it makes it look realistic like a UFC, you know, ultimate fighting thing. But it's it does not make sense for professional wrestling. You There's only so much kayfabe you can maintain what, what's with the, something that. What's the old saying? The rules are made up and the... Uh, the points don't matter. Yeah. Yeah, the rules are made up and the points don't matter. That's basically what this, this starts to feel like. Speaking That's of Wardlow... In, in addition to that, and it goes right along with what we're talking about, there was a, a brief story that came up earlier today where Warlow kind of jokingly said, like, you know, yeah, okay, I won the TNT championship, but I haven't really done anything. It almost felt, felt like he was kind of taking a shot at the existing, you know, setup of things. I haven't really done anything. And Good, it's like, yeah, he really hasn't. Well, if, oh, I my mean, God, that is my biggest problem with AEW. Because if you look at WWE TV, even especially since Triple H has taken over, even the people that yeah. had little to do are starting to feel more important. But on the opposite yeah. side with AEW, you, you can go through this. I'm, in that rankings there, Athena is ranked number three. Athena used yep. to be Ember Moon in WWE. Came in like a house, you know, house on fire, just like Ruby Soho did, just like Ooh. all these other WWE guys did. And what have they done? Where is Ruby Soho? She's on Dark Elevation, I'm pretty sure. Athena will yeah, probably be on there too. Because why would they do anything with them when they've got Britt Baker there, when they've got the people that they always push there? And they're doing nothing with these guys. And it's uh, it's depressing. They're hiring. If w. Morrissey just showed up on AEW today. The former yeah, uh, Big Cass. And like, uh, Big Cass, yeah. Sure, he's an impressive-looking guy, but like, how far is he going to go there? It just it all feels so so shallow at this point, it's, man. It's funny to me that a few months ago, like pre all the Vince McMahon drama, um a, a, earlier this year, let's just say the first half of this year, AEW's biggest problem that we talked about on the regular was it's an oversigning of talent, right? Yeah. We, the, the concern, not necessarily a guarantee, but the concern was they are overloading the roster. The money doesn't seem to be a problem, but that's not really the issue. It's more of the timing. What are you going to do with all these people and not as much you know, TV time, not as much TV time as WWE for certain, uh, and just generally not enough TV time to put on that many matches with that many people and have meaningful feuds, mm -hmm. meaningful storylines, and something for everyone to do. Now, in addition to that, it's like the, a new hole has sprung, a new leak has sprung in the wall there of we don't even have meaningful storylines happening on TV half the time. Yeah. Like there's nothing for me to be personally invested in. A lot of things kind of came to an end at the same time, like Julia Hart joining the, the house of black, um, Warlow making his break from MJF, who, uh, is, I, I just saw him, I was getting some milk out of the fridge and MJF was on the, the card and I was carton. like, I can't help there. Yeah. You put it next to the, the mill house one and said, you know, <laughs> Right beside the, the Cody Sandusky one, and sorry about and it. Jordan Lowry, know. yeah. Where have you seen this boy? Have you seen? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's it, all these big storylines came to an end at the same time. Very like meaningful, powerful, kind of emotional storylines, and ever since then, it's just sort of been what now? Yeah, you know, Chris Jericho's got another stable. Nobody cares. I, nobody gives a crap about the Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, Moxley's about the most emotional guy there, but his emotion is anger. It's the only one he has. I guess, am I the only person that doesn't like Moxley as much as they like Dean Ambrose? You and I talked about this the other day. I, I think John Moxley is an incredible talent. I think he, he's very good at what he does. I think, um, he has a lot of, a lot of the tools and the skill set that you need to, to get by anywhere in the professional wrestling world. But for me, 
it's not quite to Drew McIntyre levels, but I know I'm in the the minority there. I don't I don't get it. I don't get the Moxley just like just, I'm even starting to get McIntyre more than I get Moxley. Like it's just well, it's because McIntyre he's good. McIntyre but, has, has big muscles. Well, McIntyre also <laughs> now that he has now that the the muzzle has kind of been taken off of him. Oh, he's, he's great. Getting, he was already charismatic, but it feels it just feels more organic now. Yeah. He feels like he's getting an opportunity now, to really, really be himself. Please give him back his music, Broken yes. Dreams by Shaman's Harvest. Yes. I like his current music. Don't get me wrong, but like Shaman's Harvest. Shaman's Harvest, Harvest who, uh, a friend of mine from high school, plays guitar for them now. I think I told you that back you in did. the day. And I yeah. love that because I actually really like Shaman's Harvest as a band. I think yeah. Dragonfly and Country as Fuck are two of my favorite songs. That's a weird one. Um, I, I was. Eric is- them i think he is originally i was gonna say hey tonight we should talk about our five favorite wrestling themes but i forgot to mention it so he is yeah Derek ship uh he and i graduated from new Madrid county central i think not the same year i'm almost positive Derek is a year younger than me but yeah according according to this he is still he's still playing with them i did not know originally they were based out of out of kansas city no jeff city jefferson city jeff city so the state Hey, really quick, let's give it up for uh, Katie Arquette. Let's give it up for her. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. And while we're at it, just keep it going for uh, Christine Apple. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's Ka- right. Katie Arquette uh, appeared on both AEW and WWE on Monday. She's oh, only she the, pulled a Rick Rude. Yeah. Well, she's only the second person to do that particular thing because apparently, yeah. um, some I just looked it up. Cameron Stewart did the same thing. Uh, in September of last year, but yeah, famously gotcha. Rick Rude showed up on Raw and Nitro yeah. the same night, which I would say is maybe a little bit more important, a little crazier than yeah. showing up on AEW Dark Seven or or Darkest Night or whatever their thirtieth <laughs> fucking web show is. Well, also at that time, those were the two biggest wrestling shows on television. Right. And it only happened that way because one was live and one was taped. This is much more of a you know, it just so happened these aired at the same time. It's kind of like if you're flipping through the channels and like CMT and uh, you know the History Channel are both showing Tombstone simultaneously. <laughs> like, hey, this is the same movie. Like, Especially it's the, the same deal when one of them's like 30 minutes behind the other one, so you watch yeah. your scene and then you click back and watch it again. <laughs> it's that so one. amusing. Like, I'm, I'm I'm entertained by the dumbest. I'm just a I'm just a toddler, man. That's it. Like, I can flip through the channels. This is great. <laughs> One thing I did want to talk about tonight, but I'm going to be completely honest, that I did not read the story yet because I have been very busy today. As you know, there are a lot of things happening to CCW right now, a lot of wheeling and dealing, a lot of things going on, and I am at the forefront of this uh, change. Well, I was reading about Lady Frost and Impact and why she asked for her release and wasn't granted it, and apparently she, she said what it was. And it's really bad, but I haven't had a chance Uh-oh. to read it yet. So I, I would love to talk about that, but um, I, I don't want to run my mouth about things that, you know, I don't know yeah, for this sure. Is, this is the first I am hearing of this. Maybe, maybe I can kind of skim it long enough to. That's good because I am. Because I'm looking I'm for like it. You six, can't see straight anymore I'm at this like point. six that, shots in at this point. There's no, <laughs> there's no saving this at this point. Whoa. Um so she uh, announced back in June that she wanted her release. Um, it has not been provided, and it will not be. Now, here's what's weird. She's on an exclusive paid-per-appearance contract with Impact. So they're holding her onto that. It only gets paid out when she is used. Oh, that they did, sucks. 
Similar deals for AC Romero and Larry D, who both asked for and did get their releases, but Frost's issue is she hasn't been used, so of course she's not getting paid um, uh, the way that a full-time wrestler would be. Her last match in Impact was at the Multiverse of Matches. She was in the Knockouts Tag Team Title 4-Way match, but she has not been at recent tapings, and there is no plan to use her right now. Um... So, according to this, she had an under, she had to undergo a medical procedure earlier in the year. She told Impact Management this was happening. She was still booked for April at the time with no hotel or flight accommodations. She paid for that stuff out of pocket, told Impact she had to get this procedure done afterward. Um, she, according to her, she was then left uncertain about her status with the company while she was out of action and told she would not be used immediately. Uh, they're supposed to be reimbursing her for things like blood work that she says they have not done for unpaid travel accommodations are also stacking up. Um, apparently she says she was reportedly asked if she wanted to sit out the duration of her contract, which would leave her unpaid for over two years. God so imagine, damn. yeah, imagine you are signed to an ironclad contract with a company to do the thing you love the most in the world and that you're good at it. And then they go, actually, we have nothing for you to do but we're not going to let you go from your contract because we have to get uh, a certain number of appearances out of you and you can sit at home and not get paid for two years. Well, can I go have another job? Yeah, but you can't do the one thing you're really good at. So that's good the, luck. That's the thing that gets me. I was reading one of the comments that said, how the fuck are you going to be on an exclusive deal, but it'd be pay, you know, per appearance. And that's absolutely true. Yeah. How do you sign that's someone ridiculous. to a contract, but only pay them when you use them? That. I, I don't want to victim blame here, but why do you agree to that contract? I mean, I understand that you got to get paid and you got to do what you got to do. You make the best move you can make, but that's, well, I, I would hope going forward, it's clear to anyone in this business that that is not the best move to make. So from what I understand, pulling together from my tipsy uh, haze right now is that Lady Frost <laughs> had a tryout with WWE was passed over because apparently because of her age, Vince McMahon thought she was too old, which is ridiculous. Because, of course, because she's she, what's she about like twenty seven? Yeah. yeah, that's Vince is done <laughs> right. there. That's come on, uh, they're out of college. What are we doing here? Like Vince, Vince is Johnny Ace is going to go for that. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't work for him. Well, brother. not after Vince is finished, you know. Yeah. Obviously, he Ugh. comes in. He calls himself Mantis Toboggan, and he comes, <laughs> he drops his do- his monster sized dongdom for his magnum of uh, uh, dong. Anyway, magnum pi. <laughs> anyway. So she got passed over from WWE and she had worked for AEW, but they didn't offer her a contract. So it's yeah. one of those things that like, okay, well, AEW or uh, TNA impact comes around Anthem and they offer you something. It's not what you want, sure. but Hey, I'll get on TV. I'll show it's them how something. good I am. Right. But yeah, you get fucked on the deal. I remember Lucha underground being another one where people were suing to try to get out because their contracts were so bad. Thunder Rosa was one of, and uh, ricochet uh, part of that. Yeah, it's oh, sad, yeah. man. I I will never understand. I will never understand the concept of a wrestling contract. The concept of you are a free agent. You are a what is it? What do they call them? Independent contractor. Independent contractor. But yep. at the same time, you are exclusive to us. You can't work anywhere else. That is one of the biggest. And I'm not. We're not breaking any ground here. We're not the first people to say this. Everybody says that. Fucking John Oliver did a bit on it. So. How is it still a thing? I don't understand how they get away with it. And it's every company. Tony Khan is not fucking, you know, Jesus over there. He also has exclusive contracts. Is he a little bit more, you know, uh, liberal with it? Does he let people do more? Yeah, he absolutely does. Marco Stunt was wrestling for us when he was still working for AEW. That was fantastic. But at the same time, 
you know, everyone does it. It is a standard and it needs to not be a standard. If you have an exclusive yeah. contract, you should not be an independent contractor. You should have rights. You should have insurance. It's ridiculous. And I remember, was it Ted Lou? I want to say who it was. I may be wrong. No. Um, um, Oh, who, what's his name? Hunter. Help me. What out. are you trying to do? What are you saying? What'd they do? He well, he's a congressman who said if he he ran for president, Andrew Yang. Was it Andrew Yang? I think it was Andrew Yang. Let me make sure this is a real person. Yes. Andrew Yang. <laughs> who said that if he uh, won the presidency, he was going to look into this independent contractor bullshit because he also thought it was bullshit. Well, unfortunately, he didn't win the presidency, and we still have to deal with it. And hold on, i got to take this hot shot real quick. I'm looking. Uh, Elizabeth Warren oh. said about it at some point. I don't. Uh, Kamala Harris was, was talking about it. I, I literally just looked up presidential hopeful independent contractors. Um, I'm not seeing anything specific, but I mean, that that – Sounds right. I do remember somebody saying that they wanted. I know Andrew Yang was all over it. He was all over it, but unfortunately it didn't happen. And like when you hear stories about this, I I think I don't remember who it was. It was an impact women's champion. She was the champion. And at the same time, she was still working at a sunglasses hut in the mall just to make ends meet. How the fuck are you the champion of a national company? And you have to work part time in the mall just to afford to live. It's insane. I was, uh, it's not the exact same thing, but dude, I, I felt that for a while. I was working at River Radio. I was a known name at that point. I had stuff with my name and picture on it. I had credentials. I had, you know, liners that ran my name when I was doing shows. And I was assistant managing a GameStop in Sykeston simultaneously. And that's what paid the bills. Yeah. That was the one that was keeping me going. I granted, I wasn't an independent contractor. I didn't have a contract at all, but I know the feeling. Right. Uh, and it sucks. <laughs> It's that thing of like, well, I'm good at what I do. Everyone knows me and I'm contributing. So why am I not right. surviving on it? Um, it's ridiculous. I feel for Lady Frost. The big difference there, too, is it's not like wrestling's on the way down. This is not a, a, a an art form and not an industry that is, is going out of business. Like, if anything, we're getting more wrestling yeah. companies on the regular. We're getting more indies. We're getting, uh, due to advances in technology and, and uh, travel and such, more places and ways for people to work even in a day and age when there are really two, three, four, maybe five at most big companies around mm-hmm. the world. You know, radio is not that way as a, as a direct That's comparison. A that was my form. biggest difference there. It's falling off. Right. It's, it's, you're losing stations by the thousands regularly and losing people working at them. Wrestling's not like that. So why do those people not have job security? That's insane. And especially, and I'm not, you know, obviously I would, I'm not trying to uh, belittle what you were doing because obviously you are good at what you do. But one thing that you didn't do in your job was take get hurt all the time. Right. Take actual physical (laughs) damage that could leave you. Oh, it's, it's absolutely. I don't understand how wrestlers are okay with this. You know, they try to, I had to have one part of the package then. That was it. Talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what's new there. <laughs> they wanted to unionize, and he said, that doesn't work for I me, brother. Doesn't work for me, brother. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we're going to get out of here. We said we we're going to do 30 minutes. I'm going to keep it to 30 minutes. I can't take another yeah. shot. I haven't eaten, and I'm starting, no. I'm starting yeah. to feel lightheaded. So maybe I should get a, a blizzard, too, as uh, yeah. the great John Panette would say. Um, before we go, I do want to mention that Raw was really good this week. It's uh-huh. it's getting to the point now where if something amazing doesn't happen, it almost feels like a letdown. But the because we're so used to it now. But at the sure. same time, the shows are tight. They make sense. Yes, um, it's really good. The it, wrestling is solid. The segments are worth watching. I'm no longer feeling like I need to skip anything. Right. The show flows like when it was over. I was legitimately like, oh, holy shit, that's it. 
Yeah. That's all. That, I can't remember the last time three hours of Raw went by that quickly. And then I thought, wow, that's over. I could watch more. I could enjoy more of this show at this time. I still wish they would cut it down to two, but that's another thing for another time. I um, do too, but I, w- baby steps, you know, and you got to think too, cutting it down to two means cutting out advertiser time. I think what their best interest would be there is let's have two hour shows as the standard. And if you got to do more TV, make another two hour show. But at this point, my God, you've got two, is it two hours of NXT or just one right now? I don't even remember. I've barely, I barely remember NXT as a program. I think it's seven hours because I think it's three Raw, two NXT, two SmackDown. Which is crazy because on NXT last week, both uh, Dewdrop, Nikki Ash, and Ricochet. This week. Yesterday. Yeah. 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 And challenge for for, – And somehow Joe Gacy was still there, the worst thing in professional wrestling right now. He is – Very bad. He did a cartwheel hug. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, he gets he gets a uh, gets a uh, cut of merchandise. He's got a regular job. He's not working in the sunglasses. Hey, if you want to see something, hey. the best part of wrestling this week, <laughs> hey, um, tune give in me that on, on Raw. <laughs> the Riddle Rollins segment was probably yes. one of my absolute favorite segments of that all time. That was great. It's it's channeling the that classic. I don't know if you ever saw the clip of John Jones and Dan, Daniel Cormier when ESPN mm-hmm. went off. So they did a like a split screen fight Another interview. interview. Yeah. yeah. And after it was over, they were still recording, but it wasn't live. And uh, fucking John Jones goes, hey, pussy, you still there? And Daniel Cormier goes, mm. he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm here. And then they just go back and forth to the point that John Jones saying, you know, Daniel Cormier said he would like spit in his face. John Jones said, if you do that, I would actually kill you. He like threatens his life. So they did a riff of that on raw with, with Riddle and Seth Rollins and boy, Seth Rollins for all the times he gets out there and he acts weird. He laughs and he wears the outlandish clothes, the garish outfits. When he gets serious and he's just very nonchalant. Hey Riddle, you there? Hey, you want to talk about family. Let's talk about your family. We can't because your wife divorced you and took the kids. They don't want to see your bitch ass anymore. Oh yep. my God, bomb! Here was my, here was my favorite part about that. Just real quick, we've been comparing Rollins to the Joker for a while now. If you're gonna be the Joker, be this fucking guy. Yeah, I love the crazy over the top. We're laughing. <laughs> He's got the goofy suits and everything, but then when he needs to get serious and get down to business, like he gets scary. He de- just tears through you, man. And yes. Riddle's reaction of "What'd you Where just has say?" That guy been. Um, even Asa, we were talking about it, and Asa's not a big fan of Riddle, but he even said this is the most invested he's been in Riddle in forever because Riddle's Riddle has turned from the really stupid stoner into this more serious. He's a bro, but he's also a yes. fucking legit badass. And him telling him telling Rollins, I will fucking smash you. Yeah. But now we're getting like the it, it's not modern day RVD. It's a, it's a new guy, a whole totally different thing. And yet we're seeing that they don't have to be just like you said, stupid stoner guy. Like right. there's more to it than that. And that his like you said, his just going in on Rollins. I will kill you. I, I will, will fucking up. smash you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was, I'm excited. I'm excited. Clash, Clash of the Castle looks awesome. Oh my god, I I'm, mean, I'm so excited for it. Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. I'm pretty sure Roman's going to win, but I'm still excited for it because uh, Drew is. I love Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Riddle versus Rollins, though. That is my. That is. I want to see yep. this more than anything. So that is this Saturday at like 2 p.m. Because I don't know. Practically free. I mean, yeah, it's ten bucks for Peacock, but you get it for a month, and you can watch all the Office Superfan episodes too. So why and not? Meanwhile, you know how all, how much all that's going to cost you? Sixty bucks one time. You know when you found out the main event tonight. 
God damn it. I'm sorry, man. It, it. it really makes me mad. That's it. We're done. We're <sighs> out of here. Go check out last yeah. night. We had an all-new episode of Curse of Strahd. It was a lot of fun. God, it was good. Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah, a lot of fun. So go check that out. Tomorrow's an all-new After Dark, and then we'll do it all again next week. Maybe Horse Time on Friday. We'll see what happens. For myself, yep. hey, for Double H, we're going to get out of here. My pizza's on the way, and I'm not drinking anymore. I'm done. I'm done with it. I don't care. <laughs> Pull the plug. I'm finished. I'm done. I'll kill you. Hunter, take us out. Yep.